It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that essentially does an entire podcast unrecorded before actually recording its own podcast, which is why we are here recording this at 11.50 on Wednesday night. We're back for another week. Banks, RDT, myself, Taylor Smythe, after a ridiculous Ravens win on Monday. Chargers week now this week, one of the biggest matchups in the entire league as the Chargers come in with Justin Herbert. Um and, and having just a tremendous offense and, and look to be one of the up and coming teams in the AFC. But let's look back to Monday real quick, guys, before we move forward. Um, obviously the, the ecstasy of the comeback victory, uh, but the Lamar Jackson talk, we talked about Lamar all summer narrative, bad narrative, bad narrative. What, what's the new bad narrative felt like the, the, the overall public conscience kind of flipped in this direction this week after the performance on Monday night. Yeah, you're starting to see the MVP conversation. Some people circle it around Lamar Jackson. They start with Lamar Jackson. Um, Of course, I think that he has every right to be there. I I started just firing out statistics late on Monday night that kind of validate that. He's leading the league in yards if you add up the passing and the rushing yards. Um, You know, some of his other statistics, because he hasn't necessarily gotten the end zone as much, uh, might not be there with some of these other guys, but uh, if you look at the big picture in terms of what teams have, what pieces and the injuries that the Ravens have suffered and um, the way that maybe they're, the, you know, these players defenses have played on the other side of the ball. It's hard to really picture anybody who would be in a worse scenario than the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. So you look at the, the argument from that angle um, I think he should be the front runner. I'm seeing a few people who don't have him in his top five. I think that's crazy talk. Um, but I also think it's obviously five games in. We try to crown somebody at the what the quarter pole or in mid-October every year, and it's always like Russell Wilson, and he never ends up getting a vote. Um, so it's early, but you know, it's it's fun to talk about. It's fun to compare it to where he was in 2019 when he did end up winning, and he's way ahead of that. Um, so it's just an exciting time to be a Ravens fan to say the least. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned it in the incident analysis. I think directly after the game, Lewis Riddick was like, guys, I don't know what we're doing, but we have to start putting him in the conversation with the Dak Prescott's and the Aaron Rodgers and the, you know, the Patrick Mahomes and the guys like that and the, the top quarterbacks. And I know you both looked puzzled and were like, he should have been there already. And he should have, but like you said, it always seems like there's a narrative going against him. And there was always, you know, the bullet points as to why he isn't the best or why he shouldn't be mentioned with them. And I'm with you just these last two or three days. And it's not just Baltimore people. It's not the Mike Prestons and all that kind of kind of coming around. It's now it's all the national people. It's, it's the NFL network. It's ESPN guys now coming around and saying, you know, the, the stuff that you guys have basically been saying for the last two, three years now, like, hey, he's really good. Here's what he's going to do. You know, he does stuff that we've never seen. And again, he's been doing stuff we haven't seen for three years now. So, yeah, I mean, he's I, th- I think he's he's got to be right up there in the conversation for MVP. You know, Kyler Murray, obviously, is up there. Tom Brady, I think his name has to be up there the way they're playing. Um, and it, it's going to be those same names. And like you said, we're five weeks in. Who knows what could happen, you know, next week in, in two weeks, five weeks, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, you can't have an MVP conversation without putting Lamar Jackson's name directly in there. And obviously the performance on Monday night helps because everyone's eyes were on the game. And, and again, I I feel like a lot of people had some tweets typed out and had some, some drafts ready to go about like, Oh, there goes Lamar, you know, losing 22 to 
22 to three to, to a bad Colts team at home. And, and they, they were going to spit out some hot takes and, and, you know, kind of made them eat their words and, and they had to delete those tweets, but yeah, you can't have an MVP conversation right now without, without number eight. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of the, there's no really sleepers here. It's all gigantic names. It's, it's Brady, Lamar, Josh Allen, Dak, Kyler. There's some Matt Stafford buzz out of the first few weeks. That's cooled a bit. Um, but yeah, we're five weeks in, but no, I mean, he, he is clearly among the elite, um, and Aaron Rodgers loves to there. And, um, it, it's pretty special to watch. And, and I think obviously the, the stats and stuff are what they are. And I think everyone has seen those things. I think what you saw, one of the things that we, I don't think we talked about much Monday is there, I think was an idea that like Lamar, couldn't necessarily like elevate receivers around him. Like he was going to have to be a guy that like obviously elevates the offense because all the things that he does, but you've seen like, and Hollywood Brown, part of the reason he's been very good is because he's gotten better, but like Lamar is throwing to a guy that's on pace to score 17 touchdowns and go over 1500 yards receiving, go ahead and have 90 catches. There were people that were saying receivers wouldn't come to the Ravens because they couldn't produce at an incredibly high level. You see the trajectory that Hollywood Brown is on. And like that narrative is just going to get, if this continues this way, even if Hollywood ends up with 1100 yards and nine touchdowns, like that narrative has gone. That is gone. Like you're not gonna be able to do it. You're going to have a tight end that, that, you know, just got paid after playing with Lamar Jackson because he's a pass catcher and then you're going to have Hollywood Brown potentially have a huge year, knock on wood. So that narrative is also one that's going to get killed. Like we were trying to defend that before when it was like, Oh, these guys won't sign. These guys won't sign. Like what an idiot Juju Smith Schuster is. Yeah. Really? You know what I mean? Like th- this is, it's going to be really interesting to see if whether the Ravens win the Super Bowl or not, if he continues to throw the ball at this level and continues to show the development, like players are going to flock to, to play offensively when maybe there was some trepidation before from a receiver standpoint. Which I think it, is just an interesting thing to watch. It's it's time to start thinking about is, is Hollywood Brown going to be the first wide receiver to make a pro bowl for the Ravens? That's such a slept on factoid. That yeah. We just never had one. We've had two kick returners that are also receivers. We had Jermaine Lewis and Jacoby Jones each go, um, but we have not had a wide receiver in what is it? 26 years. 25, 26 years to make a Pro Bowl. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. So um, he's tracking towards that in a big way. I, I forget what the number was. His receptions numbers are not high, and they, I don't think they ever will be. But um, he's tracking towards 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns or 15 touchdowns, whatever. So it's time to start giving him his respect. I know he had his game three, you know, two weeks ago in Detroit where he dropped those balls, but – I tried to kind of soften that at least (laughs) the incident analysis. I wasn't so kind to him, but maybe the next episode, I think I try to reel it back and just say, Hey, this is a guy who's getting open enough for it for him to drop passes. He's getting open a lot. He's getting open downfield. He's given Lamar options downfield with the way Lamar is throwing it, you know, not just short, but firing it vertically and, and throwing a lot of different routes and throwing to the boundaries he's the biggest part of that right now. So he deserves a lot of credit and, and the results are starting to show and I'm excited to see what he can do the rest of the season. There's, there's, there's one team with two players in the top 11 in receiving yards in the NFL. What team do you think it is? It's the Ravens. 
I have the stats. Mark, Mark Ravens. Andrew, yeah. Mark yeah. Andrews and Hollywood Brown. Andrews leading tight ends, isn't he? With 400 yeah. on the number? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. 400 on the number. 29 catches. McLaurin, DJ Moore, Hollywood, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Mike Williams, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, if you go all the way back up the list. Yeah. Now, some of these numbers, I think inflated might not be the right word because there's a connotation with that, but I don't think that this identity is the offense's identity for the majority of the year. I do think that they're going to find some success running the football again and kind of find that balance. They're not going to throw for it. I don't know what, what the attempt number was from Lamar. I know it was in the 43, wasn't it? 37 for 43. 43. Yeah. I don't know that that's a number that we're going to see on a regular basis, but we know, and and the league knows that if we need to turn it on in this manner, that's something we can do. And like I said, I think we're going to find success on the ground again in due time. What would you guys have said if I had told you five weeks in that Marquise was going to have more receiving yards than Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey? Would have been surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it. He's fourth in the AFC in receiving yards. Tyreek one, Mike Williams two, Jamar Chase, and then Marquise right there. And he's only five yards behind Jamar Chase. So. I mean, yeah. He's had a, a DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I was, looking at, I was looking guys. at AFC only for for the the Pro Bowl argument, but Banks, I thought your your little ongoing mini thread that you had that started. Yeah, what, I was two just years about ago. to chime in on this. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's it's 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 perfect, and it, like I said, you've really summed it up because you could tell two years ago, even last year, was catch and fall down immediately, and it's like you got. And I remember you talking about that on here last year on the instant analysis is like you got to fight for extra yards. You can't just Marvin Harrison it where you catch it and fall down immediately, like fight for an extra yard, you, you know, find a, find a hole, a soft spot and get there. And he's fast enough now. And like you said, maybe he's just trusting his foot and he feels healthy. But he's fast enough to get away from anyone in the NFL. Yeah. I th- so to summarize what, what Eric's talking about is uh, maybe last year in the middle of the season, I said something about at some point Hollywood's going to need to to start catching balls and turning it into yards after catch. There are these comeback routes, these nine routes, all these different routes that he would run and he would either just go to the turf quickly or, or he'd go out of bounds. He would shy away from contact. He's catching balls in contact right now. Like he's catching contested balls. He's, you know, what is he only five ten? He's not a big guy, but he's going up strong and catching balls. And then when he catches balls in space, I think what we're seeing is one theory of course, is that his foot is fully healthy and he's trusting that, but two, and I think this is the bigger piece. I think he's understanding the coverages that he's running out into whether it be zones, he's having, he has a stronger understanding of where guys are surrounding him when the ball gets to him. So he has an idea of what space he has, what kind of time he has to try to make moves, make guys miss and try to turn 12 yard catches into 15 yard catches, 20 yard catches or whatever. So we're just seeing a different player than we did the first two seasons. He's a lot more explosive. And and like I said, like the sky's a limit for him and Lamar with the way that these, these defenses are forced to kind of, sit on their heels or, or stack the box or whatever they can kind of pick, you know, pick their, it's up to the defense, I guess, to pick their poison in terms of um, all the different versatile ways that this offense can hurt you. And, and that was the idea when we drafted them. And, and that's the thing. That's the, that's sort of the most obvious sea change that happens by the ability to throw the ball effectively. Is that, as you said, the, I think the identity of the team goes back to the running game but in a world where over the first five weeks of the season, you still haven't figured out your offensive line. You still haven't figured out who your what your running back rotation looks like. And you're integrating all of those guys in where you're, you know, the, the one of the weirdest stories of last week, by the way, was the Adam Schefter, the Ravens are receiving calls on the running backs because 
I, I don't know. I don't know who's calling about some of those guys, but um, that it gives you the ability to, you know, when you try to infuse a little bit more of that running game when some of that stuff gets worked out, teams can't just sit up in the box and try to deal with that. Like if they do, you have, you've shown the ability to beat that. So at that point you're picking your poison and the Ravens have now shown, and they, they did on Monday night that they have the ability to come back even in obvious throwing situations. So a lot of that stuff, a lot of that stuff was questions we had and questions that really hadn't been answered. I, I know that Lamar's had an amazing, I mean, I, you know, support Lamar as much as everybody, but the like down 19 has to throw is just something, not that it's something a lot of people have to do, but he hadn't done. He proved that he, he's proved that you can pretty much do anything. He's now proved that. And now defenses are, that's a hard, as you said, that's a hard thing to contend with. If you get the running back sort of going, even at 75% of where it was or 70% of where it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's just, this offense is evolving. It's almost like we're in the opposite places we were two years ago, or at least that's what it looked like uh, on Monday night. But um, yeah, I think one of the big knocks on the Ravens as a whole and, um, and then also, uh, I think I mentioned one of these factoids and I didn't relate it to this per se, but Greg Roman deserves a lot of credit too. I mean, they completely abandoned. I remember I reeled off all the, the play selection in the last three drives, nothing but passes that had, they had just had a lot of confidence in how they were going to go down the field and, and do what they had to do. And a lot of it was their hand was forced, but overall um, the statistics that this offense has put up over the last three years or so, They've scored more points than any team in the NFL. Greg Roman is the guy kind of pushing the buttons there. And, and Lamar Jackson obviously is the straw that stirs the drink. But um, I think that Greg Roman received so much heat after that loss in Buffalo and, and also the loss against Tennessee. We have to remember to give him credit in times like these when the offense is humming and when they, they have success. So I just want to give a shout out to him and give him his credit where credit was due. One of the funniest email or tweets that I saw, I think during the Monday night game, and obviously this is in the middle of the whole John Gruden thing. And when the Ravens were down big was someone just tweeted, um, release Greg Roman's emails. That's all it said. I did see that. <laughs> because again, they was yeah, like, no, it was just, the internet was just hot. The internet was just scorching hot at that moment. And yeah. I just was rolling my eyes at it, but it was, it was very funny. I chuckled, but also like one last thing on Marquise, what do they always say about receivers and how long it takes the rookie receivers to, or not rookie receivers, but these young receivers for it to like click, it's it's always that third year that they say. And again, it's is it? Mark, that, that's what I've they've always said. Like yeah, you know, until guys like Jamar Chase have started to show up. Well, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you know, well, a lot the, of it was like it takes that 2014 receiver class that came out was in fuego too. The yeah. other thing, the thing that's and this is a bigger discussion, but it, and you see this right now with some of the rookie quarterbacks like Lawrence and Zach Wilson. The like narrative on rookies, especially at positions like quarterbacks ability to contribute has shifted so much because of Mahomes and Herbert and these guys that are, and Lamar guys that just walk in and are just able to win games at a high level. And now it's made it so like Zach Wilson plays like three games with the jets. And yes, he's been incredibly up and down and has shown, you know, some red flags that we think maybe this guy's going to be a bust, but like, I feel the same way about Tua. It's like it, 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 not all these guys are going to show up and be incredible immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's the same thing with the receiver position. It's such a flashy position. It's such a, oh, my God, we need to see this immediately. We need to see this immediately. Good for Hollywood Brown, who's had a lot of critics, a lot, including we've criticized him on this show for continuing to get better. This uh, game this week 
you know, this can kind of lead into a little bit more of a conversation about the Ravens defense could just be an absolute shootout. Both of these teams, I mean, the, the, the Chargers gave up 6.6 yards of carry last week to the Browns, 531 total yards. They gave up 25 first steps. I don't know how the Browns lost this game. I wasn't watching. Did, did um, you see the stat about them? They became the first team in NFL history to have, oh, I think, over 40 points and 500 yards and no turnovers and lose. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. And, and they were, like, I think they talked about a part of my take, how, like, you know, the Chargers defense is, is decent and the, the Browns defense is very good. And they were like, well, how do you explain this? And they're like, this is just one of the games that got away. Like, uh, it just got away from them. And it was just all offense. I, they, I'm, I'm with you. I think this this game could be similar. The Chargers, I think I think the Seahawks get a ton of, uh, I don't know what the right word is, attention for having weird stuff happen. Weird scores, mm-hmm. weird happenings, etc. I think the next closest thing we have is the Chargers over the last two decades. They just have weird stuff going on. Part of that was maybe Phil Rivers and how all of his weird stuff that he has going on. But yep. I mean, there was one year where the, the Chargers were number one in the league in offense, number one in the league in defense, and missed the playoffs. They they're just a weird franchise. So weird stuff happens when they're around. Um, it wasn't really to them, but the Browns losing that game is just like the perfect combination of just a team that has weird stuff going on and a team that's just a loser franchise. And that's how that's the result, is you get a statistic like that. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's great that it clashes with the Browns. Like, it's just a great coming together of just two franchises that one that has just been a perpetual loser. And one that for, as you said, two decades, the Chargers have had multiple eras where people were like, oh, Super Bowl contender, you know, so many of those Philip Rivers teams, the Tomlinson teams, like that's, that's the franchise that's never really broken through. And now, I mean, they have the great hope. I mean, Justin Herbert is a real, real thing. Like he, that guy is very good. I mean, that that's some really hard hitting analysis for you, but you just watch him and he just looks comfortable, just unbelievably comfortable playing the position. Um, and, and they've got weapons. I mean, Eckler is a guy that I absolutely love in fantasy every single year and he's great. Um, and then Mike Williams, speaking of a receiver, where it took him a long time to find himself. Guys found the right quarterback and he's figuring it out. He's staying healthy. And then they Keenan Allen's as solid as they come. Jared Cook's not a bad receiver or what, you know, tight end down there too. And then who's the guy they got? Parham, the guy who started, I think, in the uh, Yeah, Parham. Yep. He, he's come on a little bit, but um the Chargers this year, they remind me of that twenty fifteen is completely different sport, but that twenty fifteen uh Cubs team where they made it to the, I think the NLCS and they lost to the Mets. Yeah, they just arose like a rove is not a, a year, word. arrived like, a year early. Yeah, a year too soon. Where you're like, okay, well, they're they're good this year, but next year it's going to be like the watch out. And I know, I think Mike Williams is a free agent after this year, but yeah, I mean, I like, I I think it, they they had kind of the like, well, wait till next year, and then they, you know, shot onto the scene, and you're like, oh shit, like her, and they can easily be five and up, and and they're also, I mean, but um. Maybe not playing Justin Herbert until the middle of the season last year because of the guy who injected Tyrod Taylor's lungs 15 minutes before kickoff on opening day last year. So it's going to be like they knew, and that was just going to be a home situation where, yeah, they didn't want to put him out there with that team. And uh, again, I mean, he, he came out, he showed out, he's he's shut up every critic because now, I mean, there was a lot of talk about how. I guess he didn't really have a killer instinct. He, you know, he, he was fine with going back to Oregon for a senior year and, 
and stuff like that. And you know, I think he probably got kind of beat up for that, but it's like, and look, I mean, he, he got passed over by the dolphins Tua got picked over him, and Tua can't stay on the field right now. And I mean, if you, I mean, you, you think about if they put him with that, uh, that, that dolphins team, how good they would be too. But I don't, I mean, watch, watching him at those wide receivers is so much fun. I, I think he's, I think he's a future MVP. I think he's an absolute stud. He's a perfect quarterback for LA too. The looks, just the hair, everything, like the colors, the uniform, everything. Yeah. What an interesting draft with Burrow one, Chase Young two. You have, yeah, it was the two Justin Herbert debate of who's the second quarterback taken when Tua was going to be the assumed number one overall pick going into the college football season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, then Burrow, Burrow pretty much comes out of nowhere too with the injury. And- yeah. Yeah, now now Big Burrow, you could make an art. I mean, it's the Burrow Herbert is is kind of the debate right now among that class. And who would you rather have? It's hard not to take Burrow considering the pedigree with being actually being number one. And God, he's got some weapons. But man, Herbert is just I, Herbert looks the part. He, I'm interested to see what so Wink Martindale does to bother Herbert. You know, obviously the Ravens, it's it's bring pressure. It's you know, but what you know, you That's, saw. It, that's you, what you would think will happen, but you know, that's been my optimistic spin as I've been thinking about this game all week. Is is uh, Wink has been kind of playing around with with how he wants to try to attack some of these quarterbacks, given some of his decimated weapons that he has, and um, you get a young quarterback like Justin Herbert, and maybe that's an opportunity to try to try to ruffle his feathers a little bit and try to get physical with him. Um, we'll I guess we'll see how he handles that. Um, I just know that, I mean, I'm looking at his, his last three games here and he's thrown for 11 touchdowns, and no interceptions, those last three games. It's, it's, it's pretty daunting. It's, it jumps off the page at you. And so. I was, I was going to say like, this is a good, this is a place where they could, they could maybe rattle him, you know, East coast on the road in front of a hostile crowd coming off a huge win. And I'm looking up a schedule now. I mean, the, the places he's played, I mean, can't really say that when they went at to the chiefs and one, you know, went toe to toe and then at a Washington football team week one and one. But I mean, th- this, this game, th- this crowd is probably going to be very similar to that, that chiefs game where again, he had no problem going on the road, looking Mahomes straight in the eye when, when that chiefs team was still perceived as the, the best team in football and, and took a win there. So yeah, I, it's going to be very interesting because I mean, again, we, we've seen rookie quarterbacks get rattled here before and it's like, they don't even look like they belong in the football field. I don't think that's going to happen to Herbert, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Wink and and the guys do to uh, to to kind of slow him down. But like I was saying last week on the instant analysis, I mean there there's there's potential if they gave up four hundred two to uh, to Carson Wentz, like with with decent weapons, what what Justin Herbert and these weapons could do? Because again, like they're receiving. I mean, Mike Williams is what I know. Banks, you did a lot of draft coverage on him. I, you wanted him bad, didn't you? Say not again? as bad as Mike Williams. You didn't want him as bad as Mike Evans, but he, I mean, he was high on a lot of, were ratings. they the same class? No, 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 no. I just remember that you were. Yeah. Mike Williams was Mike on Evans. the list. I want to say that was the, uh, that may have been the Ronnie Stanley draft. Um, Mike Williams. Do some good, good. Yeah, we're, no, we're just charter. You know, um, it was the Marlon. 2017. It was the Marlon Humphrey. The Marlon draft. Humphrey. Okay. Wow, he went seven know. overall. It was not yeah. even. I remember it being like at the beginning of the draft process, he was like, Oh, well maybe he could fall down to us. And then because he had in the middle ex- of the draft process it was like, the co- during the college season. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, he's never going to fall to us. So, but I dig- digress. It's uh, 
he's a good player. And then Keenan Allen, is Keenan Allen healthy? I feel like he's it's always a coin toss whether or not he's healthy. I think oh, last time he, thing. last he time he came to Baltimore too. was when he like ruptured his spleen on that catch or something. Remember that in the back of the end zone. What I'm what I'm interested to see in this game, and I think obviously the attention is going to be Herbert versus Lamar. You know, Herbert with can can Herbert throw for a million yards against the secondary. I think the Ravens are going to have to contend with a nice dose of Austin Eckler, based on what I'm sure the Chargers saw at the second level. Just the Ravens just unable to, you know, really really um, tackle well at times during the game. I think. Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison are going to have to be a lot better in this game to give the Ravens the ability um, to shut that, that aspect of their off. Cause Austin Eckler's a dog, man. He's a dog. He runs hard. The nickname pound for pound is like very fitting. Like he will just stick his, his shoulder into you and get extra yards. And he's very good catching the ball out of the backfield. I think he's going to be a big part of this game. I think the, the focus is going to be a lot on the outside and no doubt for, for good reason, based on what happened last week. Um, but I think Austin Eckler is a guy that is going to play a very big part of this game. Um, and we'll see what the Chargers can do defensively against the Ravens. It, it, obviously, the Browns have a very good offense. The Chargers gave them really no um, no resistance. But they've been pretty de- – they've been decent besides that. You limit the Cowboys to 20, um, the Chiefs to 24. Those aren't bad performances. Derwin James is really good. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see – if this is just a straight shootout or if this goes the other way and everyone mm-hmm. expects that and then, you know, defenses step up and play their part, but bank's going to have, bank's going to have to be a, uh, an environment to, to rattle Mr. Herbert. Doesn't seem like he's rattled by much. The, the, the fans have shown out the first two games. Um, and I got to say like may not be prime time, but this is a prime time opponent. This is, I think, uh, it feels weird, but is it almost feels like another litmus test game to a degree. I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a huge interesting more interesting litmus test for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. That too. Like, can they go on the because their schedule is interesting? They went on the road and beat the Chiefs, but now right now that Chiefs team, I don't know what's going on there, but they don't seem to have the entire formula right right now. Um, I mean, the, the Bills could have beaten them by about forty. The other night, um, you can say the same about us. I feel like our, you know, Lamar Jackson, everything he does, notwithstanding, our identity as a team as a whole seems very up in the air right now. Like right. we might just be a team that has to lean on our offense heavily throughout the rest of the season because we we came in with an expectation we had a top ten, top five defense. Uh, Marcus Peters, obviously losing him is is a massive, massive difference maker, but. Um, we're not doing a lot of things up to our standard. So um, to kind of see how that fits into the puzzle of what we need to do on the offensive side of the ball in response to that, and just kind of figure out like what we're doing with the, with the team as a whole. It's very interesting to me. And uh, it seems like it's evolving from week to week. And you look around, around the league, you know, stepping outside of our, you know, purple color lenses or whatever you want to call them. Like we could easily be one in four just as easily we could be four and one or five and zero, oh. it's, it's, it's all over the map. Really the Broncos game is the only one that hasn't come down to um, plays that just kind of happen in football games. I could go either way. And so um, it's, you feel good about the record. You feel good about the way that we've performed down the stretch in close situations. We've just like got that winning culture, all those good things you want to say, but at the same time, like 
you want to see us perform a little better for four quarters. We've played far from a complete football game. Even the, the, the win in Denver, we played a dog shit first quarter. So, um, and really we only played a quarter and a half of good football the other night. So who is this team? Who knows? Yep. We're going to, we'll find out a lot about both these teams on Sunday. Uh, Greg Gumble, Adam Archuleta and AJ Ross are the announcers. Oh, fun. Not sure how the Ravens don't get an Eagle in the spot, but I'm not making the rules. Uh, predictions. I'll say 33-30 Chargers. 30-27 Ravens. 33-27 Chargers. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I think the Chargers just outscore the Ravens in this game, but so they would, win. You know, that would be a win. But like, <laughs> like in terms of like, I don't think the defenses play a big part in this. I game. I guess you. It's yeah, a three-point spread. The Ravens are favored by three points. I think this could be a oh. really, really good game. Like, I, I, this could be the game of the weekend because you mm-hmm. just have such such dynamic forces on both sides of the offenses. I mean, of four out of five weeks, game. the Ravens have played the game of the week. It's fair, and yeah, yeah. and you can, and before Monday. Browns Chargers was the game of the week. Yeah, it probably is still the game of the week, despite what happened on Monday night in Baltimore. So I just, it'll be interesting to see if they can like teams could also keep up. Could also see each other again. It's very much gonna be a playoff game. It's very true. This is implications, yeah. big time down the stretch yeah. here. Yep. Now that Chiefs win is a big one for us, but if we can't, I mean, this Chargers team might be the team that ultimately wins that division. They're they're in the front seat for it. Um, so when it comes down to division tiebreakers or even, even for that buy, if we, if our, if that's kind of our goal is to get that single buy there in the AFC, like this game is going to go a long way for that. Yeah. It was, it was honestly felt big when they beat Cleveland on Sunday because Cleveland's fighting for all the same things. Yeah. I, and I, obviously this isn't a Browns podcast episode. I think people have to give the Browns credit, I think too, for going out there and going, going nose to nose with them. I, I think that was a, like you said, just a hell of a game. It was a fun one to watch. I, I, I think, yeah, that's yeah. It was the Browns are an interesting one too. Cause they've now gone toe to toe with the chiefs and the chargers lost both games on the road, both games they could have won. Um, and then they, they beat three bad teams between that. I mean, so the, these two games are a weird be... team too. It's very hard to know who's good. I know that it's like such an easy thing to say besides Buffalo, like even Arizona, like who's undefeated. Like, I mean, I guess, I don't know. They're five. Yeah. They're five and zero, but I don't know. Tough division there too. Who's good. Who's good. The Rams, but they struggle with C I mean, they struggle with yeah. Seattle. It doesn't I seem think the Rams be... are really good, but. Yeah, they yeah. got curb stomped by Arizona. Laid an egg. Yeah. I mean, you got Arizona, Cleveland this week. That th- th- there's a lot of good games this week. I think there's a lot of fun games. You know, you know what's semi interesting to me is what the Chiefs res- what the Chiefs respond with against Washington on the road. Uh, I think this is a we we've talked talked about it before. I think this is a get right game if I've ever seen one. I think it's the remember every, a couple times there that the Patriots went down to Washington. And just wipe the floor with them. I think yeah. in a similar spot. I think this is the Chiefs are going to flex their muscles a little bit. I think, I think this could be the Jack Del Rio fire game. We'll say that <laughs> for, for the the team. You guys ready for the Battle of Florida in London? Nine a.m. baby, right? Nine. We're doing it again, are we? 
9.30 a.m., Tua versus Trevor Lawrence oh, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I, I don't know how the NFL Combined gets away with, with putting the Jets and Falcons and then the fucking Jacksonville and, and Miami back. Because it's, yeah, it's a special event. They don't care. They really don't. It's but really, man. they're just not giving up much revenue at home. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's – And it just puts them in another TV window. And it, and they just, they would have put this game on at 1 o'clock on CBS for like – the third, you know, for 10 million people in Florida. So it's not like it matters anyway. You would have had like, another national game. I mean, the fact they're putting up Eagle calling this game and someone else like uh, Kevin Harlan calling it apparently. Uh, well, well, he's taking, he's probably taking a vacation. Over taking there. a vacation to London. He's just over there. And they were like, Hey, you want to do this? And he's like, yeah, sure. How mad do you think the teams that play the Monday night wildcard game are going to be? Oh, they're going to be furious. I feel That's, like it's going to be us too. Yeah. That that is gonna make it one team that very upset about the lack of rest compared to the. It's gonna be interesting. Manning cast though. Manning, Manning cast, cast, sure. Manning, Manning cast. The pussy Man. wouldn't do the game the other night. Would oh. Previous, I think that was a previously set thing. Eh, whatever. You what? think the what? I don't be, think they're you doing. Know it's a great conspiracy if the NFL tipped off the Mannings that they were gonna release the Gruden emails. Like, <laughs> hey, maybe don't go on. Well, like yeah. I said, that's that would have been what a culture that would have been. Oh my god, it would have been all time. The Schefter scuttlebutt today with the checking of the, the checking of the story was was just such Mr. great. Big J, Mr. Editor. I really Can you call him I, that, Mr. Editor. I really don't think it was a big deal. Mm, it's a big I, deal for it's a big deal for it's a big deal. It's a big me. deal that he. It's not a big deal for me. Blatant I don't care. about it. Like I mean, here's the thing. He's got to be better at playing the game there in that scenario in here's my the opinion. thing but he's playing the game on the other side because adam schefter is a is a source god he's a news breaking personality so he's getting delivered stories and like i'm sorry to like the guy that writes for like you know yeah i don't even i'm not now i don't want to put down an outlet that somebody writes or i'll just like <laughs> sb nason college football who has like twenty one thousand followers who wants to get all up in arms because they took journalism classes like, sorry, sorry, Adam Schefter's a millionaire, and this is how he got there. And if you want to get upset about journalism ethics because you've never had a story sort, you know, checked, sources checked in your entire time as a journalist, you got, you're playing different games. Adam Schefter's like Tim Layden, who I, who's an amazing writer for Sports Illustrated and now writes for NBC Sports, track, horse racing. He writes amazing stories. He was tweeting about like how he's never, people have asked him for 35 or 40 years, however long he's written, and he's never, let that happen but he's playing a different game than adam schefter those two people are playing different games so don't hate the player hate the game bro yeah and then people i'm a shifty guy i like the thing the thing with rovell like of course him saying that he's such an idiot that was just people taking an opportunity to shit on rovell and then rovell was like but i kind kind of agreed with rovell yeah yeah well rovell is the same thing he's he's playing the same game as schefter he's a personality yeah Mm -hmm. I was going to say that the Ravel Olberman, like back and forth, was yeah. nauseating. Like that was. Uh, Olberman. Olberman is, is out to lunch. Olberman's out to lunch. Yeah, that guy's lost his marbles. He's, he's low. You know who hasn't lost their marbles? The Stephen A. Smith Kyrie Irving rants today were just <laughs> incredible. I love it. Incredible Absolutely love theater. it. Him and Jay Williams just going back and forth. That's that's TV. I'm, I'm, or I don't want to watch it on TV, but that's Twitter guess. clips I'm fine looking at. For Twitter that. clips. <laughs> Oh my God, Stephen A. Just hammering Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie. We'll do a lot of NBA talk on this show, but 
that's such a weird situation. Can you imagine if that was like if that was Lamar? He couldn't play here in Baltimore. But he yeah, almost was. Like, yeah, yeah. Thank God it's an outdoor sport. Let's not relive any of that. No. Um. So Ravens one o'clock Sunday CBS. Um. As you said, three points over under fifty two. Feels like an over. Feels Hammer. like an over. Hammer. Um, it was technically the the game Monday night was only fifty in regulation. So. You guys want to know the? Can you, you guys want to guess the get-in price for tickets? Uh, forty-two dollars. Uh, sixty-nine dollars. Seventy-eight. Pretty good. Okay. I know. I know. Um, Jimmy said when I was there um, yesterday, Johnny said that this is going to be their biggest tailgate of the year so far. Obviously, it's the first Packers, one o'clock game somehow. That's what he said. The one Packers Bears two twenty-four. Cardinals, Browns, 81. Broncos, Raiders, 118. Cowboys, Patriots, 148. Seahawks, Steelers, 83. Bills, Titans, 94. Those are all higher. Everything else is lower. Lowest one? Kansas City at Washington. Texans at Colts, 22. Uh, Okay. Chiefs and and the football team is 47. I love – that's such a nerd thing. I love looking at the get-in prices. Me and our pal Marty Suma of – of exit 52 sub fame and of Twitter fame. You just sit before the Maryland games and look at all the get in prices for the college football games. So Ooh. such an entertaining thing. The, the, what was it? Vanderbilt. Not entertaining from a Maryland standpoint. Cause our get in price is always really low, but it was fun to lay like Vanderbilt would be like a dollar 50. What, what was Vanderbilt? Wasn't it Vanderbilt Yukon two weeks ago? Oh my God. It was Vanderbilt get in price. Get in price. We'll pay you to come. Yeah, it was. It was literally. It was like a dollar. It was like yeah. one U.S. Maryland's America. been down there. Maryland, like a couple times, we would be like five Maryland, or six. Boston College, or Maryland, yeah. like uh, Rutgers. Yeah, Maryland Rutgers was a low one, or like Maryland Howard. Um, pretty Cam Newton's brother, though, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Cam Newton's brother. Um, we will not really any other Ravens talk. Do you want to throw Bart Scott on the list, or I guess it's not anti Lamar, so I don't know if it qualifies for the list but just him so for those who didn't see the video bart scott essentially said hollywood brown would not be starting on any of the other teams i guess that were in that are in what the lamar mvp conversation is that what the conversation was he's trying to make a point i think in lamar's favor that he has nobody that he's throwing to of of a respectable caliber which i i also made a point about because some people this MVP conversation started a little bit and, and people were just looking at the tweet. I said, where Lamar Jackson's leading the league in yards, passing plus rushing Tom Brady's number two. And then there's a pretty big gap between the person and third, which I think is Mahomes. Um, so of course, a little bit of, of Tom Brady versus Lamar Jackson discourse started happening. My mentions. And then the, the, one of the biggest talking points that people have is that the Ravens and Lamar have nobody to throw to. It's time to stop acting like we like Lamar has nobody around him. Uh, Hollywood Brown is a legitimate number one receiver, and he's he's near he's in the top ten of most receiving categories. Mark Andrews is a top three tight end. I mean, I think you got you got Kelsey, you've got um, Kittle. Kittle, and you've got Mark Andrews. Mm, I think I Andrews would, is Waller. right behind those two. Mm, Waller, yeah. Oh, uh, Darren Waller as well. Yeah, he's a stud. So that, but he, it's that top echelon. So to say Lamar doesn't have anybody is it's incorrect. And it's also disrespectful to those two guys because those two guys are legit. And it's, it's time for us 
just as a fan base and as a whole to start paying those those respects to those two guys at least. Now that's not to say that those two guys and the the, the rest of the cast are at the same caliber as what Tom Brady has in Tampa, but regardless, I'm off track here. Bart Scott basically trashed Hollywood Brown by saying he would not be starting on the Chiefs or the Bills or the Buccaneers. I think those are the three teams he mentioned. That's a big fat false. I think he'd be the second guy next to Stefan Diggs. I think he may be the number one guy in Tampa. I don't know. Like Antonio Brown's right there. His role within the offense at this point in his career, I'm not exactly sure. Evans. They've just had so Evans, many guys. Godwin. Mike Evans is also a stud. I agree. Um, and then Kansas City, Tyreek Hill, and Hollywood Brown. That'd be stupid. Those yeah. two. That would be unfair. <laughs> but um, yeah, he'd be he'd be the number two guy probably on both on all three of those teams. And and that's like he'd be the best number two in the league on those teams. Yeah, it's, number, be number two behind Devontae Adams. Well, again, he, he has like, to be in the conversation for being a top ten wide receiver at this point. He's right there at that fringe, I think. It's 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 also like he would be on those. He would be a number two on those teams, like like a Chris Godwin is on on the Bucks. It's like he's a number two on paper, but like he's still a damn good receiver. Like you said, it's like the, the number two. Like he wouldn't start. Like that's an insult. It's like yeah, okay. Well, some teams just have a ton of wide receivers that are pretty good. Like I don't know. It, it was a weird argument, but. Hollywood's uh, Hollywood's tweet back to him was pretty funny. Or Hollywood's retweet of Ramey was pretty funny. Yeah, shout out to our guy Ramey. Got a lot of uh, got a lot of activity. He, on that he one. said they brought it up tonight at the uh, with Hollywood at the Jimmy's uh, event. I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good. By the way, solid uh, Orioles jersey choice from um, Hollywood at that tonight. I don't know if you guys at the at the purple playbook. Good. Uh, rocking the rocking the. He 15. was rocking the 15. Yeah, look good. The the Taylor Smythe. Uh, go to yeah i got yeah i've got the hollywood brown jersey over here which which people were criticizing me for the purchase now it's looking a lot better can you look better now i'm gonna just be an og with the 15 i was in early on hollywood um okay we're gonna do our starting five draft um presented by fed thrill shades go on as they always do get 20 percent off use the promo code exit 52 at fed thrill you know we're getting into that. As I said, we're getting into the fall season. We're getting the winter season. I mean, who says you couldn't head up on the slopes and wear these things while you're out there, you know, in the cabin or whatever that that season's coming soon. At some point, you're going to be, you know, out with your Thanksgiving football games. You're going to be at your Turkey bowls. You're going to be doing all that. Put your fed thrills on when it's just, you know, a little, little sunny and those, those brisk weather, nothing better to, sh- you know, shade, shade your eyes from the wind. That yeah, sounds pretty good. You get that going. You get your first one o'clock tailgate this week. Yes. So you're out yes. there early in the morning. You throw some meat on the grill, whatever you got going, and throw those shades on, and uh, you're good to go. Yep. Great situation. Um, it's gonna. Yeah. It's uh. It's, it's time to go get sunglasses. So yeah, use wear the them in the code. stadium. Use the promo code exit. Yeah. And they've got the great thing is Ravens. They got styles that fit. So they're gonna fit your purple, fit your black. You're, you're gonna have all the colors you need. Yeah. If you're up there in the 500 level, like myself, up there on the perch, so to speak, uh, yeah, the sun can be pretty brutal up there. So you're you're unprotected from it. You get no shade. You get no relief. Get those sunnies. You'll be good to go. A wise storyteller once said, "It's brutal out here." Um, all right, let's do this. Let's do this draft. Banks. Let's just <laughs> oh, let's <man>. just <laughs> let's just <laughs> that was great. Let's just say it to the listeners: you're sick right now. I'm a sick boy. It's speaking of it's brutal out here. You're sick right now. Um, I was sick a few weeks ago. I had to miss the podcast. 
because I was dad strep throat had me in a bad place. You're toughing it out right now. As I toughed it out when I had COVID. Thank us both for our service. I went to that game on Monday, stone cold sober because of this thing going on. Um, Different experience, completely different experience than the chiefs game to say the least. Um, It's an ear infection type thing on my head. feels like it weighs a hundred pounds. But I think we're, we're on the, the, we're on the mend here. So great to hear sick activities, sick day activities in, in light of our guys um, state of mind right now is going to be the draft. I have the first pick banks has the second pick RDT has the third pick. And with the first pick in the sick activities draft presented by our friends at Fred thrill, I'm taking napping. Okay. Yep. Feels yeah. like the clear one, one. There is nothing better than a good nap when you're sick. At least no matter what, if, if you can do it, like there's certain situations where correct. That's why it feels so to good sleep. when you're able to get to sleep. That's why, especially in a situation like I was with strep, where my throat felt like it had daggers pointing out of it. Any like 90 minute nap I was able to obtain was a gigantic win to get closer to the finish line. 100%. So I'm taking napping. Banks. I'm taking quite a few naps. I'm taking the prices right. That's just, I have to have this pick. It's a surefire. If I leave this draft without getting it, I was already afraid with the number two pick that you were somehow going to take it with number one. The price is right is a staple on a sick day when you're home as a kid, you don't get the opportunity to watch some of that, that daytime television very often, but you know, back in the day is Bob Barker, Drew Carey took the torch over awesome television every single time. Just gets me going. I fucking love the prices. Right. That's an easy pick for me. RDT got, got two. I'm going to go watching the same sports center over and over from about 8 a.m. to noon. <sighs> where, again, you're kind of – this is kind of combining like Taylor's where you're not napping, but you're on the couch kind of in and out, looking at your phone, doing whatever, and you look up and it's 1030 and you can like – you've watched the same sports center two and a half times. And you can repeat everything and you know what highlights are coming and you just don't really have to pay attention to it. It's just on and it's there. Definitely a retro sports center pick. In yeah, yeah. This is, I'm ESPN. thinking of when I was in like school. Yep, 100%. Back in like when it was the same exact episode, like 14 times in a row. I remember I was sick on the day after the um, the uh, playoffs. We should talk about playoffs, the, the Jim Mora senior thing. <laughs> and that clip played like 600 times throughout the day. Uh, was awesome. Awesome time to be sick <laughs> watching that clip. They played it like at the top of each show. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure they just drove it right into the ground. Yep. Um, so that's my first one. My second one, I'm going to do, do a nice warm shower in the middle of the day. Midday shower. Yeah, the midday shower. Yeah. Again, maybe you can't fall asleep. Maybe, you're, maybe you've got the cold sweats, and you're like, I, I need to just – I need to do something. And you're just – well, sometimes you might be laying in bed till like 1 o'clock, you know, as some people might have done this week, and – you just got to kind of take the shower and then it's yeah. 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 And again, it just happens to be one thirty, and you're just a nice warm midday shower. Yeah. Nothing like it. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's cold outside and you know, you can it's just, maybe it, there's it's nothing cold like outside. It. Oh no. I don't think we can sing that song anymore. Oh yeah. That's true. Problematic. <laughs> Tough scene. What a, what a, that, how was that not problematic before? Uh, I don't Maybe bad. that that's our next starting five uh, problematic things. Yeah, problematic things that should be I problematic. Call, I call dibs on Sweet Caroline. 
Mm. Mm. I tell dibs, I guess it, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to take soup and sandwich. I love a nice hot bowl soup. I think uh, a lot of people are big into the soup thing these days. Um, tomato is kind of my go-to, mm. especially when you're sick. I think that slaps a little, little harder. Um, you go saltines in it? There's uh, saltines, Ritz. Um, had oyster to go. Crackers. I had to, yeah, oyster crackers. I had to um, audible with some tortilla chips yesterday, which Ooh. actually played pretty good. Oh, interesting. Because it added, added some saltiness to it. Um, yeah, I do. I do that in chili, so that that plays. Yeah, it plays. Um, obviously, chicken noodles—the one everybody thinks of first. Chicken and rice is just as good. Maybe a jambalaya, get a little spicy with it. So, yeah, I'm taking a little sandwich too, a little grilled cheese. Grilled cheese is fantastic. Grilled cheese is so good. Green yeah, cheese, grilled cheese, dip it in the, in the tomato noodle. soup. Wow. Yeah, that's my pick. Soup and sandwich. Good pick. Good pick. Um. I got, I got two here. I'm going to start with, this is more of a kid pick, build a fort. <laughs> nothing like building a fort when you, nothing like building a fort when you're sick, like you're just bored in your room. Start building a fort, a little personal fort, chill in it, do all the other stuff you got to do. Um, love building a fort when I was sick. Uh, and it just gives you an excuse to do it. Another thing that um, being sick, and this is a kid or an adult thing, go find like the latest like Pokemon game you had on Game Boy and just try to beat it. Just beat it from just start, start to finish. Just, yeah, just go start to finish. Just oh, man, it. I had that on my board, actually. Just restart it. Just jump <laughs> on. Like, I would just jump on. I think the DS um, is – not the DS. Excuse me. The um, the Game Boy Advance SP was the last one I had with the backlit. It flipped like a flip phone at the backlit screen. Just toss, like, um, Pokemon. Oh, my God. I'm going to make myself sound like an idiot here. Like, Diamond um, Silver, maybe, or – um what was it ruby and sapphire throw those in there um those are like the last pokemon games that i had uh pokemon trading card game oh also pokemon awesome. snap on n64 snap try to beat that see that was i think we we talked about pokemon Crash. snap in the hotel draft because that's a game if you bought like oh, in the, the hotel thing you could beat it in an hour if you like really focused um, and then I believe I was called upper crust for going to hotels with the, uh, with the games. In it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Must be uh, yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> that was back. That was back. I did that. That was back in draft. We did like in the spring. That was a good draft. Yeah. It was a good draft. Great draft. Uh, so I'm taking, I'm taking beating Pokemon or just pulling out the Pokemon games. Just have an excuse to just lay there in bed and just bop through those games. Um, back to nice. me. Yep. I don't know how to phrase this. I'm just going to just – what's the best word to go with? Just go with moping, just wallowing in it, just mm. self-pity, just feeling <laughs> just feel real real sorry for yourself and complaining to everybody you possibly can just about how sick you are and how miserable it is. Yeah. Bring on, that, bring on that self-pity. It, it's such a good one. It's such a good one. You yeah. just, like, slunk around. And you're like, you, oh god! I just you do a stretch, it. and you you kind of just like, Ugh. Uh, you just mope, and you just, just complain. Anybody who will listen to it, yeah, yeah. Milking it was one of the words I had listed too. I think it's, it just it's all in one bucket, kind of. It's just really just take just getting all it's worth out of it. Now I have, a, I have a pick that could potentially come later that is so similar to that. I may take it anyway because I think it's different enough. But I love that pick. The, it that's is, such a good, it, it like, especially cool. when you're a kid you just like go down to your parents or you like make an excuse i gotta make an excuse to, like my, my brothers do things for me just tremendous now now 
is video games the same as as yours, Taylor? Because I'm talking about like sitting there playing Call of Duty against. No, I had that as a different pick. Yeah, okay, I had that as a different pick. Okay. And okay. I, because I had like playing Call of Duty online like over and over and over and like texting your high school friends, like, when are you coming home? We need to yeah. get on the sticks after you've already played for like six hours because you're sick. That <laughs> are like you're playing against all the kids from Europe who are already home. And yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. These, yeah. These yeah. Yeah. I used to play FIFA. I used to like talk a bunch of trash in FIFA against like, oh, I'm from France. It's like, oh, great. Like, oh, cool. yeah. You're from nice. Spain. Sick, bro. Yeah. Sick, bro. Yeah. So, all right. So, my mine, I guess, will just be just video games. I'm going to say video games. I'm going to say playing online. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like online games. Yeah. Um, and then here's another one. The classic, the midday movie. Mm. Not, not very often that you could get the midday movie, but no. like you kind of go through your DVDs or whatever. Like, I guess this is back, like, again, high school. Back in my day, we didn't have Netflix in high school. And like, no, we had net. Uh, no, we didn't have Netflix. It wasn't on the DVDs yet, but um, on demand and some popping form. on, yeah, popping on. on. Was, maybe yeah. maybe an old VHS. We, you know, I remember I used to watch Shawshank all the time when I was sick. Nice way to knock out like three hours, three and a half hours. Great movie. Great yeah, movie. what a, what a movie to watch when you're sick. Well, it is because I've also seen it a billion times. So yeah. it's like because you can't watch a new movie for the first time. You got to watch something that again, kind of doze in and out of, and like wake up like oh I remember you know I know it's coming here perk up for that maybe a little jurassic park um yeah the uh the, the midday movie though it, it, it did it for me good pick thank you i'm just gonna take drugs just taking drugs right <laughs> off the board here yeah give me give me some of that you want to specify uh, yeah, it could be anything let me tell anything. you what i i this might be a controversial take i some of that penicillin they used to give you in your kid that shit tasted good Amoxicillin was. The, is that what it was? I, I yeah, got the Amox going harder right now. Oh, I would. I was upset. I didn't. I guess. I guess now. I guess when you're an adult, you got to take the pills. God, give me the. Give me the. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where's my thing? Oh. Oh yeah. You're oh yeah, amoxicillin, baby. bro. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're showing this in the camera. No one can see this. What's your What's your milligram per tablet? Uh, one twenty five. 875, bro. It says 875, 125. Oh. I don't know Uh-oh. what that means. Mine just says 875 milligrams. There's no way it could be 875 milligrams. That's insane. I'm just, I, I just, with the father of the doctor, I'm just making myself sound like 875-125 milligram tablet. How many, how much, how many did they give you? They gave 20. me 14. I've got one tablet mm-hmm. every 12 hours for seven days. Uh, mine was, mine was, uh, mine was 10 days. You got the 10 day. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Couple, uh, you take you it for four or five days, and then you stash the rest. The best yeah. is like when, when Joe gets sick, she CBS. gets the the liquid amoxicillin, and I'm like, I open it up, I'm like, this smells like I'm five years old again. So good. Sorry, Except it's good. One it time, good, man. We we gave it to her, and she literally coughed it directly back into my mouth. Ooh, <laughs> that was that was just a, a wonderful experience. I got the Sudafed right. cooking too. I don't remember. I don't uh, Sudafed's good. Sudafed's good. And I, I actually the, have. This is so funny because we both have just been sick recently. I have. <laughs> this is great radio. I have lidocaine. You guys ever use lidocaine for the throat? It just yeah. like it almost like freezes it up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Such a temporary relief. And then <laughs> literally Walgreens mucus relief. What a oh, gross. There you go. That was. Hell yeah, brother. What does the PE stand for? The Sudafed says the same same thing. I don't know. 
we're, this we're, is great stuff. This is great we're, stuff. We're exposing our lack of drug knowledge here. Probably <laughs> for the best. Probably for the best. Yeah. Eric, now you're going to have to get sick. Honestly, I, amazing. I got Nyquil on both, deck too. Both of us, this. both of us who don't have a kid, have gotten sick, and you have not. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and now that she's back in daycare, we got the daycare germs going. Mm-hmm. I, I've, knock on wood, I'm pretty. I don't get sick, but but when I do, I'm like I said, the self pity and the the like, oh my god, I'm sick. Take care of me. I am a fucking baby when it comes to that. <laughs> I'm milking for everything. It's. I'm dying, bruv. Yeah, like I got a flu shot today. Thank me for my service. Oh, I'm after you get the other vaccine. You got this one. Yeah, I have all the vaccines. I'm just continuing to get shot up with vaccines. Take that, Kyrie. Um, <laughs> um, I have two here to finish off my squad. I really wanted to take drugs, to be honest with you. I'm upset that didn't get back to me. Um, so I'm gonna take a similar pick. To moping but mine and you guys tell me if this is this is the same and i will take it back and pick something else uh telling people you're sick to get sympathy is a fun thing to do when you're sick especially in the text era you just like tech, oh where where have you been i've been feeling kind of under the weather immediate sympathy immediate sympathy from everybody in your life yeah i yep. i'll allow it like that was kind of I was very. If that's what you, if that's what you're going that for, that wasn't my pick. main thing. It was more of just like when people who know you're sick are talking to you, and you just you just really ham it up. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna keep that then. I knew it was gonna be close, and I would have been fine if you guys said it was not. It was not. Uh, it was not acceptable. Um, and then with my final, you guys have really taken a lot of things off my board. This has been interesting. How yeah, I'm really thin here too. How yeah. aligned we've been. Um, I didn't think we were going to be this aligned, to be totally honest. Um, I'm going to say stream, stream, stream old TV show you've already watched. Like if I'm sick, I'm watching like Entourage or Friday Night Lights or something like that. Again, something you don't really have to pay attention to. You're just like to. taking away what my fallback pick that I just came up with in my head was going to be. Sorry. I mean, we it are was, very I mean it's, very it's basically like I was going to just say specifically uh, finish a rewatch of The Sopranos because that's exactly what I did yesterday. And as a kid, as a kid, that was like you had the opportunity to just watch, sit there and watch SpongeBob and Nickelodeon all day. Oh, that's oh, so good. So that's sort of where I'm like, you're just like, oh, TV, just watching TV. The rest and of what guys, I have is like has overlap with other picks. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking on the fly here. It's amazing. I, I, yeah, I had binge watching anything, which is kind of again what you just said. But yeah, I was after you picked that. I was like, I, I can't pick that now. So I'm gonna to take this it, just because it's. I think it's a, a different enough. I'm just gonna say sleeping without alarms. Just okay. sleeping. I mean, I slept from midnight to one p.m. I'm gonna put night. sleeping in. Sleeping in. Yeah, just no alarms. I think that's the key there. Is just nobody, nobody's nudging you to get out of bed. Nobody's like, you know, knocking down your door, telling you you got responsibilities to take care of. You just, you just sleep it off because you're taking care of yourself. It's all about self care, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finish this off. I, I, this one is more recent for me too. Like again, I don't get sick very often, but the last couple of times I have, I'm like a big fall down like Wikipedia and YouTube rabbit holes. Like again, like we were just talking about, like 2003 NFL draft, like 
I forgot DJ Williams went I went just that do that high. every day though. <laughs> yeah, and I I do it a lot, but like that's when I do it. Like I'm hardcore. Then I'm watching the Battle of Kruger, that video on YouTube. Of, <laughs> you like, and I'm like, how the fuck did I get here? What a and classic! How, how to shoelaces get made and stuff like that. Like, I will say stuff. it's funny you say that. I went down when I was sick was the Norm Macdonald death, and I was on a Norm Macdonald rabbit hole for four hours, yeah. which would normally be in a normal situation like 45 minutes. But like you're just laying there, and I'm just watching 45 minutes of him making fun of OJ on SNL, and, I'm just, <laughs> and, I'm just, and then like two hours later, I'm rewatching it because I thought it was so funny, and I'm yeah, just not yeah. doing that in a normal situation. Yep. Good draft. I took napping, building a fort, <laughs> beating Pokemon, <laughs> telling people you're sick to get sympathy, and streaming old TV shows. Banks took the. By the way, the number two and three picks were the number two three picks on my board. The Price is Right. Uh, Banks with the Price is Right, Soup and Sandwich, Moping, which I love, <laughs> Rugs, and Sleeping In, and RDT took Watching the Same Sports Center, which is a classic kid pick, Midday Warm Shower, uh, which I did do multiple times when I was sick a couple weeks ago, Playing Online Video Games, Midday Movie, and YouTube Rabbit Hole, YouTube Wikipedia Rabbit Hole. I don't, uh, have, any, I don't have any honorable mentions. The Pokemon <laughs> one specifically I had. Because I just it's just the perfect like length of game. I, I tend to lean towards the original two or three, the red, yeah. red, blue, yellow. Yep. Um, yellow is the only one I've collected all 150 on. No big deal. It's actually one of my biggest accomplishments. Um, we we need to do a starting five of Pokemon soon. Yeah. Only, oh only yeah yeah yeah. I don't know what the occasion will be for us to do it, but it's just we'll just throw it on the list. Yeah. Um, the Sports Center one I definitely had too, and then I had I had like. Vix Vapo Rub. I love Vix Vapo Rub. Smells awesome. Frees you up. Frees up the tub. nostrils. I, I freaking love it. You know what? I will say that I missed that I might have taken hot and cold packs. Oh, oh. I should have said. Oh man, a dehumidifier in the room. Yeah. When you sleep. Yeah. yeah. And you, you add whatever, and you get the smell going with the vapor rub. Oh, it's. Tremendous. I love hot and cold packs. I, like when I'm they a, really work. I love cold packs. Oh my god. I'm like a huge heating guy. Heating pads are sweet. I love just stacking cold packs and just. It's saying, a humidifier, oh. not a dehumidifier. And then you just way. the worst part about a cold pack is you wake up and that thing is just like laying. It's either like soaked <laughs> your bed. It's like a ridiculous. Depending on like, and I'm not. I'm sloppy with the cold packs, so I'm just like grabbing them out of the freezers and just like melting on top of me. Then it's just a gross situation. But um, love the cold pack. Madden franchise. Mm-hmm. also a good one especially like you would do the madden franchise and actually like do the entire draft yeah yeah because you're like oh i have all this time uh 30 for 30s uh the dozen one of mine was going to be just like doing something that you like think you're going to finish and then never finish so when you're a kid that would be like a lego like you're like oh i'll build legos puzzle. like I'll, I'll really or a puzzle like i'll really go in on this lego set and like build the whole city you finish like one sixth of it and you go back to bed and you just never look at it again <laughs> Just stuff like that. Just like, I, I always wanted to build a Lego basketball arena. Like, oh, I have all these cool plans for it with all these pieces I have. Nah. Nah. My only my only honorable mention, which again may just be – I feel like it's it's already it, – I don't know. It kind of was taken lounging, just like not really doing much. Just yeah, existing on the couch. But that's why I was like, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm not going to take it. But yeah. that's, a, that's sometimes a normal activity for me. It's like a sick HQ. Oh, yeah, so I mean, just oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, minor remnants when I was 
I got I, some I, of my right too. I just I uh I I um I I changed I changed locations. I went and stayed at my parents' house. Oh, that's you. right. You got to because you got to go back to mom. Shout out, by the way, shout out to the moms out there for the for the sick. Correct. For what they did for the sick people of the world. I mean, that's your mom's the best doctor. I don't even know if my mom knows I'm sick, but mm, hopefully she, she, will she listens. She loves it. Listens. Do you think she listens yeah. to the show? No. Every episode. <laughs> I called somebody a pussy on this episode. I'm. I would have heard about it. My mom doesn't either. <laughs> um, is yours Eric? No. My dad keeps telling me he can't figure out how to listen to podcasts. <laughs> My dad just asked me how it's going, and I can tell he doesn't listen. <laughs> Jimbo listens. Yeah, Jimbo. Yeah, shout out to Jimbo. Jimbo's He's a ride or die. He was it? at the game. Yes, he was. We had a great yeah. time. Did go. he call anyone a pussy at the game? <laughs> like fans. For, forget the players. I'm, I'm looking at like fans. I don't think he did. I don't think he did gotten soft in his old age no uh, he was losing his mind about anthony <laughs> averett <laughs> what did, did you show him the the unitas raymond barry deforest buckner tweet i'm not sure i didn't show it to him myself but he may have seen it i was gonna say i would i would have loved to get an instant reaction from that. yeah yeah <laughs> if we had had a few and i wasn't sick i probably would have tried to get him in on the uh the post game <laughs> get his take on some things but that ship kind of sailed. So this is what it is. Fun times. Banks, feel better. I'm feeling better already. There you go. Just because of that draft. Nick Cantor Medley, Maryland person of the week. RDT, you've got a nice uh, um, one to do here. So I'll let you go first. Yeah. So this one, it's it's my buddy, Matt Mueller, who I played. Uh, he was on our softball team. Not this season, the last season. He ended up like breaking his ankle on a random plane right field. It was like a really strange play. Um, his rehab got back. He's actually, he was, he's running in a marathon. I think he was, I think he was running in the Baltimore marathon, but I think he's running in another one in hopes of qualifying for Boston, um, which I think was Monday. Mm-hmm. I think for next year, I think obviously. It was usually in April. So yeah, that's what I was very confused on why it was. Yeah. It'll be um, in April. They just pushed it back this year. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, but he's also doing it to raise money for leukemia and the lymphoma society. Cause his dad is uh, undergoing chemo for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, so he is accepting donations. Obviously we're not, I'm not pressuring anyone into it, but if anyone is looking to support a good cause and, and, you know, throw some, some shekels uh, his way, I can, I'll tweet out the link and his, the, the Facebook link. And I think there's a, not a GoFundMe. Um, I forget what, what, what service they're using to, to get the money for the marathon um, and for the uh, for donations for the society. So I'll tweet that out. And again, if, if, if anyone would like to donate, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be open and would like to, uh, would be cool if Matt, cause again, he randomly broke his ankle on a plane right field and, and now he's going to try and run the marathon. So it'd be yeah. pretty cool. And for, for a really good cause for his, uh, for his dad. That's awesome. Good stuff. Thanks. It's just so lame, but Lamar Jackson. That's it. I don't have to explain it. There you go. Also me, just for battling through this sickness. Oh, that we there it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Um, I'm, I actually had a couple candidates this week. Um, normally, I just kind of come up with one. But I'm going to go with um, a recent one that happened tonight. Uh, and that's the, the U.S. men's national team. As I explained last week, on our list of worst sports moments, U.S. men's national team not qualifying for the 2018 World Cup was a devastating moment for me. 
And uh, they take one step closer to that rebounding from a loss to Panama on Sunday on the road at Panama, which I know is a game. I'm sure a lot of people watched on Paramount plus listen to this show. They beat uh, Costa Rica tonight in Columbus. So shout out to uh, Sergio Dest of Barcelona with a goal and then Timothy way forced an own goal. So us is on 11 points, one point behind one point behind Mexico, two points behind Mexico. They're in the second qualifying spot right now. So okay. Okay. qualify directly one, one team qualifies to a continental playoff. Can you guys guess the two other countries that are right now in potential qualifying positions? In was it the CONCACAF or whatever? Con- CONCACAF, correct. See, see um, what you guys got. Mexico. That's one. True. No, that's this three. Excuse me. Mexico's one. There's two other ones. Well, I think Canada's soccer team is better than it's been in a long time. Is that the other one? That's correct. That's the other. That's one of them. And then there's one. T- the team that's in fourth is the hardest one to get. Guatemala. No. They did not make the final round. Haiti. No, they did not make the final round. I did just say it, actually. Panama. Yep, Panama. Eight points. Ahead of Jamaica, Honduras, El Salvador, and Costa Rica. What a region. Mm. What a region of teams. <laughs> Let me tell you what. It's hard to go to Pan- Panama on Sunday night, a Sunday night and get three points, baby. It's a tough Throw the spot. records out when those teams meet. Throw the records out when you go to El Salvador on a Tuesday. Throw the records out. They didn't do – review in these games because some of the countries don't have the infrastructure to pull it off, which is a wild thing to think about with all of what's on the line in these games and makes you understand, you know, some of the, the monetary issues in some of those countries too. True. That's mine. Any, any, uh, and that's, that's, that was talking soccer. Any, uh, honorable mentions. honorable mentions. Uh, I'm going to take football as a whole. I thought I was reflecting on this yesterday was this the best like weekend across college and pro football? Was it the best weekend of football that you can remember? It was very good. Because I thought Saturday really, really, was tremendous. So a lot the witching of people, hour on Sunday was tremendous. There was the the, the there was like an uh, there was like a five minute period on Sunday where it was like just back to back. It was like Mason Crossbar. Like, yeah, you had that. Christ. You had the Vikings game. You had like a couple other games coming down to it. And I think I tweeted like I need a cigarette. Like that was that was amazing. So a lot of people are calling it, I, maybe yes, this on Twitter, like the best sports weekend of the year that's happened so far uh, with MLB playoffs, MLB playoffs and the, the Fury Wilder fight. And I feel like the, the big fight always like completes a great sports weekend. Um, like that Cinco de Mayo weekend. Yep. Yep. So a lot of people with the combination of the football, MLB playoffs were entertaining for sure. Had to entertaining moments. And then Fury Wilder. That is uh there's a lot of people saying it's like and one of the Monday best football teams. delivered Sunday night football was like a heavyweight matchup that I don't know. We got a decisive result in. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got, I have two honorable mentions. Got to do OV two goals tonight. Yep. Uh, Seven thirty-two in his career. It was funny. Cause he went from fit. He went from what? Six to tied for fifth and then fifth in like, in like, like a, a five minutes, minutes man. Yeah. 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 So he's on, it's funny because Wayne Gretzky, they asked him about it. He's, you know, after the game, he said, well, he's now he's on pace for 164 goals. He's only 162 behind Gretzky. I don't see how he doesn't get there. It's, I mean, going to happen. I think we're seeing it. Um, and then uh, d- d- decently big news, I think at least for like some Orioles fans, 
David Hess with with that news today. I don't know if you guys saw that. I did. Did the cancerous tumor in his chest, mm. which, and I, 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 I like, I consider myself friends with David. I talked to him a decent amount. I texted him tonight. Um, but like his his Facebook post, the tweet said scans, blood work. Time I'm at the hospital, we learned that I had a cancerous germ cell tumor sitting in the center of my chest, pressing majorly against my heart and lungs, which is just like hair of me and 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 my friends and and anyone I brought to the games. We would always talk. He's a big Titans fan, so we always talk about that. Um, and again, when I was texting him tonight, he mentioned. Uh, what he said, blah blah blah. He said the crazy thing is that we've we learned that this has probably been sitting in my chest for a few years and he never knew, which is just like I, I can't imagine a, a more terrifying thing, like a, just a tumor pressing up against your chest, or you know your lungs and heart. So he also said, uh, hopefully that means when I when I come back, uh, there's a little more success with, without the tumor in his hmm. chest. So if you want to, I think that's a decent excuse to use. If, if your ERA is not that good, that you have a tumor in your chest. Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, it's like we had, you know, we had it with Trey last year. Obviously, a former Oriole, you know, doesn't matter if he's a former Oriole or not. I think that, that was that was some pretty heavy news. Um, and obviously, you hope for a full recovery. Again, no one in their late 20s should ever be having to start, you know, your offseason. You think you're going to have a good time. And next thing you know, every, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be getting chemo every week. So had to, had to at least give, give my buddy david hess a shout out for that one for sure Sad. yeah we wish yeah. him well that's that's always a definitely a scary situation and uh hopefully he comes out on the right side of it for sure um and come back strong in place i mean the trey stuff was incredible and send those vibes to him um i have no honorable mentions um Except for Lincoln Riley. Hey, great job. You really, really have had a great week after the, big, the biggest comeback win. Now the entire narrative is about how you don't let anybody talk on your team. And did you guys see that story today? The about how the, oh, oh, the binoculars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. Canceled all their media availability. It's incredible. Lincoln Riley, um, who's a great coach. And he's going to coach in the NFL at some point, you would think. Um, the, the, that Texas sequence. I mean, that was the – that was – that sequence at the end of that game was just an, and them not tweeting. I, was gonna, I want to give that. I want to give them an honorable mention here. That's what I was getting to, um, for just absolutely, like just tweet something, Texas. Like what are you doing? But it was entertaining. It was so entertaining. Continue to look back at the Twitter and them not just continuing to not. Tweet. Big Cat bullying them into tweeting was incredible. <laughs> it makes them look even worse. <laughs> and then, then on part of my take today, they, you know, he said, I, I think I, I almost respect that more than the final tweet just going completely silent <laughs> like yeah it was it was something for sure i've done that after a couple big ravens losses where i've just gone dark <laughs> yeah but you don't represent the team officially yeah you can do whatever you want i would have loved to see the now it's the dexter gif yeah yeah that's the dexter gift. yeah 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 didn't By do it way, week but- one I, I feel good that i didn't that game, uh, that game just that game just restarted on NFL Network. It's third and fifteen. Colts are backed up, but it doesn't look good here though. I rewatched it already. Yeah, so. I saw that. Yeah. Appreciate everyone that listened to the instant analysis that we completed uh, late Monday night. Thank God we're not doing that for a while. Yeah. Um, no more night games until those Cleveland. things. 
those things Late are November. Late. I don't know. I and and hopefully those things are coherent. I, we're recording those sometimes, and I'm like, I hope I hope this is fine. Uh, RDT, can you give the listeners just so they're aware, because you made us aware of this before, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, this first of all, the Pete Rose bold overhead line. I think you need to just read to the people. So, so Ray Fossey died, who is an uh, a really he was a good player in the MLB All Star. Yeah, he was he was he made an All Star team. Um, I think he was also on the A's broadcast team with with Dallas Braden, and I know he he left the broadcast team I think in August due to the cancer. He died tonight of cancer, and ESPN's top headline on the side underneath David Carr and Demora Smith and Ovechkin. The fourth headline is Fosse, bowled over, <laughs> bowled over by Rose in All-Star Game, dies at 74. What a I legacy. Mean, yeah, that's, I mean, come on. How long <laughs> I was mean, the guy? I, it, Frederick Weiss, dunked over by Vince Carter, dead at 55. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of some other, like, like. That is a great one. When that Bill is, Buckner dies, that's going to be a fun one. The Frederick Weiss one is kind of the perfect example. It I don't is. Know if you're <laughs> it really is. But you know Buckner's dead, right? Yeah, Buckner's dead. Are you doing the 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 curb because he's on curb? I also didn't know he's dead until a couple months ago. Are you serious? Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot. I think. Wow! Now he's just looking. Oh God! <laughs> wait, wait! You didn't know he he's was dead? dead? I missed it. I guess I think I forgot. <laughs> Wait, I, because I did the same. I literally texted my dad. I said, "Holy shit, Bill Buckner died," and he said, "Yeah, in 2019, he died May 27, 2019." (laughs) I thought you were like joking around, being like, "Yeah, no, no." I had a buddy who did that with uh, Tom Petty two years ago on the anniversary of Tom Petty dying. He tweeted out or he texted us like, "Holy shit, you guys know Tom Petty died?" He said, "Like, yeah, like three years ago." And he said, "You fucking with me?" And we said, "No, (laughs) he had no idea." So. Damn. R.I.P. Bill Buckner. R.I.P. Bill Buckner, Tom Petty, and Ray Fossey. And John yeah. Gruden. Yeah. That was tough. I have a mini rant that I think I would just want to get off my chest here. I kind of touched on it on Twitter a little bit today. This red flag thing going on, this meme, sucks. Oh, that oh thing you guys are so lame. Sucks. I understand that, that, that Maryland has to do it for their – and all these corporate accounts, all these team accounts, they have to do that. They got to get the clicks. They got to get the eyeballs. They got to get their jokes off because that's just what's going on. And that's how Twitter works. But I have yet to laugh at a single one of these things. They are just not funny. They're not relatable. They fucking suck. And people just need to cut it out. I just, this thing should have died. It never should have gotten off the ground. It sucks. That's all I got. Wow. You and I very rarely just like agree on things. And I think this is one thing that you and I were like synced up with. I liked, I liked the Maryland one. I gave it a like. Thank you. It was not, not that I did not come up with that one. That was my colleague, Ben Kessler texted me and said, we got to do this. I was, I was at a soccer game in New York. That's Dallas. the job. We got to do this. Like it's, yeah. a, it is your duty. I get it. But not, yeah, coming, I, at, I'm not like, coming at you not coming at. Thank you for my accounts. I'm coming no, at. I, it is definitely stinks. one that exploded and got hammered into the ground, like hammered. over the course of like a 12 hour period, very hard. And I hope I never see the red flags again. It, I do think the concept of it is funny. Yeah. Like I just, the use no, of the red flags. Such, such poor execution. And if I had a good one, I would tweet it, but I don't. So that's just me showing discretion. 
Mm. Like I saw the Rams, the Rams tweeted one. It was like when he sits Cooper Cup in fantasy. Oh, that's like that. It's like oh, okay, fantasy football. Gosh, and I kind of like. I don't want to hammer the Ravens account, but that little video thing of the guy with the Zoom background that that was. Uh, that oh, was I like fun. that. That was I not like funny. I don't know but, if it was funny, funny. Like I don't, I don't didn't like. I wasn't like cackling, but that was a clever idea. I, I gave a it a like clever idea. And to be honest, I wish I we'd come up with that. It was that weirdly was executed. I was jealous of the idea. So good luck, Ravens. I, they're on our shit list. Just wow, we're the Ravens social team. I love what the Ravens social team does on a regular basis. So I'm just they're gonna, very good. But I liked the video. I it was. I don't have to love everything they do. I didn't love the that timing one. of it. Was I was like, it felt like something you would do like the first week, like when you brought fans back. Yeah, but I guess it's so. Much it was just on. weird to me. That's all. Yeah, but it has like nine hundred and fifty thousand views. So it did a great job on Twitter. So a great job on that. Twenty thousand likes. Um, the red flag thing sucked. So there's that. You know, it's not a red flag. Saying that alien is a. Um, derogatory word against extraterrestrials that's just somebody that's an accepting and loving person sell your sell your demi stocks get out ahead uh, of it i'm fine yeah I, I will never i will never jump off <laughs> this ship. i am going down with the titanic yeah. with demi lovato and you're, you're, Mar- you're, uh, you're more, george more clooney at the perfect things. storm yep yep there's no doubt I, I am i am uh bruce willis sitting on top of that asteroid and we're me and demi are just gonna blow ourselves to smithereens <laughs> Oops. Didn't know where that was going. Things. Yeah, did not. This why Armageddon was on like two weeks ago. It's kind of fresh in my mind. Spoiler <laughs> alert, but I mean, you guys have seen Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, but maybe some. It's, of the pro- it's probably have. one of your midday movies. <laughs> maybe some of the listeners have it. Oh come on! I, I don't have to see it. Guys. What is don't your guys? What is your guys? Spoiler point of no return. Do you have one? So like, if something's out for twenty years, like at that point, if I'm if I'm around you and I say what happens, that's your. I'm opinion. just here to get jokes off. That's all. Yeah. Well, and also like like when I tweeted out like I'm gonna start watching Sopranos, people were like, "Oh, don't listen to part of my take because they do it." I'm like, "It's my fault because it's been it's been over for fifteen years. I can't complain about that." It's so. not a huge edge of your seat kind of show. There's shit that, that happens along thing. the way, but it's really about there's some deeper messages and I don't know. We don't need to do a. If, a podcast on watching, Sopranos right now, but if I haven't seen the movie Seven and I'm like, oh, I'm really excited to watch this horror thriller movie, you know, don't tell me how it ends. And someone's like, oh, by the way, this is how it ends. This guy's the killer. Then it's like, all right, like like my buddy who who ruined the whole Friday Night Lights for me, kind of same thing. Like, yeah, the show. If somebody ruins Life yeah. of Pi for oh. you, like that's fucked up. Yeah, what? A, what? A, did you guys read Life of Pi or just? I, I read it. I had to read it for introduction yeah. to the novel at Maryland. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's I took the novel class at Maryland too. Oh, yeah. I'd already read Life of Pi because we read it in high school because Tower Hall. Mm. My cousin yeah, won scholars, though, I get yeah, it. Yeah, Meta Faith, Meta Men's Life. Okay, that's right. And <laughs> by, by the way, Ben Bender, great goal last night to save Maryland men's soccer, Tower Hall guy. There you go. There we go. Winners. Um, my co- my cousin won an Oscar for special effects on Life of Pi. Not a big deal. There you go. Really? Is that, you get him on Oscar, the is that the movie one? Is that the Your cousin you for a movie? Is that a him or a her? Him. Bring him on the pod. I would I would love to talk to someone that's won an Oscar. Yeah. Um, Cosmo Kramer. Can I give you guys my update on the wire? We'll see you uh, next time. The X fifty two podcast. Make sure to listen um, to the incident analysis that comes out Sunday after the Chargers Ravens game. Follow us at X fifty two podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Taylor Spy Ten. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow Eric at E D I T T I.
and we'll see you next time on the X52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.